Greendale is the best school in the entire world. And I'm so sorry what I've done to it. And I'm sorry what I've done to the ice cream machine. <laughs> Please no one eat out of it until you clean the nozzles. The janitor knows how. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. By the way, sorry about that countdown. I was way early on that. I was like, oh, it's fine. Three, two, one. One. What? I okay, see. Okay, here we go. I couldn't it was quite great. hear the music, so that was even better. Oh, okay. Perfect. Great. <laughs> so um, I was like getting ha- fence, uh, uh, hints and like faint hearing and then i'm like okay there's a three there's a two we're doing it. go it it's absolutely beautiful um you love so to see it you, you love to see it so today we're talking about community season three episode eight documentary filmmaking redux we are doing this in front of a live studio audience everybody clap uh, sorry that was strong jeb energy Please clap Please clap, um, <laughs> which means that I have done my hair for this uh, recording because I can't look like a bit of a schlub. I have done my best to look appropriate to uh, to show our, our listeners, and that's why I'm going to have some gags during the show, a single gag, actually. But first, we're going to outsource Mike's Bits. Uh, just so you know, Mike, you are now creating twenty-three different timelines. I sure am. I, I oh, can't, I need to play. Is... I need to play the music for the. God, we haven't done this in so long. <laughs> okay, I've got. I've got the music going now. Good. I'm go- I, I can't do it without the music. I have to perform. Anyway, we've got my great logo behind me, which I definitely created in some kind of logo generator in about five seconds. But here's that good, good shuffle. That who knows if anybody's going to hear it until it comes out on real audio. All right. So, Ben, yes. you are going to get the top card of this deck, and let's see what it is. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this, but you can't say right now, um, have you ever had a this can't be happening moment? What was it? And again, you cannot say right now. Wait, hold on. So the question is, have you ever had a this can't be happening moment? Right. Like you're like looking around a horde like, this can't be happening. Okay. So. And again, um, not right now. I this actually, is happening. <laughs> I actually do have a good answer for this for once. Okay. Um, we finally because, found a good answer. I mean, I don't know that it'll be a fun and, and interesting answer for a podcast, but I do personally have a good answer for this question okay um and so that that answer is that right after i moved to portland um i was going to a comedy show um out in northeast portland and we were all standing in line waiting for the show to open you know i i was striking up a conversation with the guy behind me in line and and you know I, I mentioned that I just moved to Portland. And so mm-hmm. he was like, oh, where'd you move from? And I just said Colorado because uh, as discussed in last week's episode, most people don't know where Fort Collins is. Right. 
And so he's like, oh, where in Colorado? And I said, Fort Collins. He's like, oh, which high school did you go to? And I told him which high school I went to. And he's like, oh, did you have uh, the name? And he gave a, a teacher's name at that high school. And I was like, no, but I definitely know who you're talking about. And he's like, oh, she's my aunt. So <laughs> I I moved I moved a thousand miles away. And then the first time I go to any b- event, I'm standing next to a guy whose aunt taught at my high school in my hometown, <laughs> 1,000 miles away. Um, and that was definitely a, is this really happening moment? Because like, what are the freaking odds, right? Sure. Like, that's very weird. So boom, that, there you go. An you, actual good answer to yeah. the stupid pod decks. Here that for a live the, studio audience. Just it kicks the ass of any other idea that we've had. I think we should just go ahead and throw the card away. Have you ever had a an is this really happening experience? Well, I mean, yours is more of a like, oh, this is a really weird coincidence where mine is I my brain couldn't comprehend the activity happening in front of it. Okay. Um, so we were, you know, uh, this was when I had already moved to Eugene, uh, from, from Virginia and we were, we were hanging out with some of, uh, some, uh, some friends of ours from different walks of life, I believe, uh, through, uh, Sarah and Stacy's grad school. Although I don't believe Sarah was there. Um, and we were going, we were bar crawling downtown Eugene, you know, as you do. Um, Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. we were walking past a bar and somebody, just decked another guy okay guy went hard down onto the pavement like blood and everything it was bad um and uh some of my uh some of the people uh the guy who punched the dude just ran off i uh some of my friends ran after him some of my friends helped the guy who got punched and i because I am a functional human being (laughs) went into freeze response of Uh like what in the world? What just happened? Okay. So that's kind of mine. Okay. Again, another actual answer, but not particularly entertaining for a podcast. Yeah, or funny or, you know, in, in interesting in pretty much any way. But I will say this is the first card that has come up where I'm like, I would not have felt embarrassed if we got if we finally got Jim Rash on this podcast and then you pulled one of these oh, stupid yeah. cards. And then you were like, oh, hey, uh, Academy Award winner Jim Rash, uh, noted national treasure mm-hmm. and angel from the heavens. Um, sure. Have you ever had a an is this really happening moment? Because right now, mine is having you on this podcast. And then he'd be like, oh, thank you. And then he would tell us an actual cool story because he's Jim Rash and he probably right. has a lot of those. Like he, he wrote a cool uh, script and had like George I Clooney mean, acted I, or whatever. I'm I'm sure his is this really happening moment is winning an Academy Award because or I have that to, yeah I have to imagine that's kind of a big deal. I do want to point out that on in this card deck, which you can't see because again it is green and I use a green mm-hmm. screen for these nonsense uh, for my mm-hmm. nonsense shenanigans. Uh, there is a sex related question in here that I am kind of terrified will come up soon, uh, but we'll see what happens with that hey, one. You've got 22 more chances. Uh, to get oh, that boy. sex question. But every week it becomes more and more likely. 
Anyway. That's that's the only question I'm interested in now. Every week when you're like, it's not the sex question, I'm going to be like, (laughs) I want the sex question. I want the sex question. But you know, you know me, I cannot put a finger on the scale. There was a part of me when I saw it, I was like, oh, we should remove this from the deck. No, and then, no, and, never. And I knew, I heard that voice in my head of like, <laughs> Ben will be very upset with me about removing one of the Poddex cards, which is the only anchor he would have about the Poddex card <laughs> remaining in the stack. And I left uh-huh. it in. So I know that Ben could have this discussion about Whatever the sex thing is, I've already forgotten it was. Excellent. Um, so that's a tease for a future outsourcing Mike's bits that might actually discuss bits. Excellent. Finally, at last. Um, is it time the, for my... Uh, in the chat my, we have, I think for the next live episode, Ben should shave his beard and pretend to be Jim Rash. And you know what? That would be Maybe. a pretty good gag. I would. Um, I would be down for that. I, I'm getting a, a new driver's license next month, and so I don't like I've got the appointment scheduled, and I don't want to shave this bad boy mm-hmm. um, until after that. So if it's but then after that, if the live episode is after that next month, um, maybe I promise nothing, um, but maybe just just make sure it's not a Dean's aster. Um, it is time for my uh, visual only gag of the show. Uh, this Excellent. is the one gag okay. you will get that is very enjoyable to me. Probably won't be enjoyable to everyone else, but here we are. I'm part of the flames <laughs> of the diploma. Uh, and uh, Dean Pelton does not look very impressed. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that there was so much discussion about Dean Pelton because I was like, yes, this will work. Um, and it did. It did. It did very well. You know what? You know what? I don't hate it. I'm not going to say it's one of your best visual gags, but I don't hate it. Um, uh, this podcast, <laughs> this is not one of your best visual gags. Um, oh, hey, I mean, man. we, we got to give, we got to give the live audience, uh, gotta give them something. We gotta give them a little something, you know, Th- so. they, they spent time out of their day to come watch <laughs> this nonsense happen. We should give them something that, that gives at least a smile across somebody's face um awesome i i dig it uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump out of the fire and back into community (laughs) so we can discuss episode uh season three episode eight documentary filmmaking redux uh so yeah we we start out with a commercial for greendale community college it is very best commercial ever very clearly dated um they're proud about how you can now fax in your applications he does the Um, cool the cool mm -hmm. thumbs up thing very cool. easier to do without a microphone in my in my because i was like yeah because well i'm also like only got the shoulders here i could do it like mm-hmm. it's it's it, you gotta have kind of like the whole upper body to see it so unfortunately for our uh for our live watchers and listeners they won't be able to see that but you could also just watch the episode it was a very good commercial and you should probably see that. it's it's a great commercial i do have one question one huge okay. question about the commercial. The area code in oh, no. the commercial is 223, which I looked up, and it's South Central Pennsylvania. Not at all a Colorado one. Because I, I saw that, and I was like, I don't know where that is. It's not Colorado. South Central Pennsylvania. Interesting. Harrisburg, Lancaster, and York. 
So I don't know. I don't. I hope whoever made that blunder got fired. Ouch. Well, which is well, also what a terrible. Well, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just. I was gonna. I was continuing to make a joke about how I hope oh, the gotcha. person, the hardworking person on a show that I love, got fired for making a small insignificant. They really britted that because they, they made sure a really did. small mistake. If I made though, <laughs> yes, we are in Colorado. Fact alert. It, uh-huh. the, the area code 223 you, mm-hmm. you said um it only became effective in 2017 huh okay okay this this is a surprisingly deep rabbit hole then because this episode was from 2011 right yes so at that point it was a non-used area code now why they didn't just go 555 i don't know or 303 in like the second episode or 303 jeff, yes jeff is changing britta's phone number from blonde spanish class to britta and she has a 303 area code like that's because again like i point out i point out all the colorado stuff they don't really mm. come out and even i don't think they say the word colorado until season five right um, we just we're just supposed to know <laughs> You're just supposed to know. Because it looks so much like Colorado, you guys. <laughs> but that's how I, when I saw her phone number, I was like, wait a minute, 303. I'm just, I'm just so fascinated by this fact of using 223 before it was an actual area code <laughs> of like, what were, what was the idea? Like, we need to get, like, th- there was one person that was like, what area code should we use? Should we use the 303? Should we use the whatever? Does, does just- 223 spell something on a phone? Um Ooh. Ooh, is good that call. is maybe wonder, the, maybe it's like some sort of joke i don't know i'm gonna look up this episode on imdb right now it does um, feel like it will have some kind of imdb uh information which would be good um i also do think that uh i don't know two two three seems so specific right yeah. that's what i'm saying like and, and and donna donna in the chat suggests that maybe they had the rights to that number and you could call it but I also don't know at that point what that two two three would be for. You know what I mean? Right. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I'm looking this up, but it's very slow because I'm streaming to you and to our live audience at the same time uh, on my poor little MacBook Pro. Um, it's just trying to was do really, its best. really, really not designed uh, to to do what I've been doing with it. Documentary filmmaking Redux uh trivia let's look at this trivia actually let's look at the goofs first because this is a real <laughs> oh this real they, this is a real goof em up nope um it's not under goofs i find it's that not under suspicious goofs. um all right trivia here we go oh there's a lot of trivia uh one one bit of trivia imdb <laughs> is mentioned in the episode it sure is. IMDb just really pointing out its own significance here on this IMDb page about trivia in this episode. The IMDb shirt is ask, is raising a lot of questions. My IMDb shirt already answers. Oh, here's okay. Here's some interesting trivia that has nothing to do with the phone number. When Dean Pelton disrobes during his mental breakdown, <laughs> we see that he is wearing the same underwear Jeff is seen wearing in a first season episode. Yep. Because he, That's, it's it's the one of uh, uh, of uh, uh, the the pool where he tears it off and throws it into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And the um, dean, I believe the dean is at least the the idea is that he's re re sewn it back together and started wearing it as his own. So we have zero bits of trivia or goofs about this two two three telephone number. 
Um, it's a real goof hole. Uh, a hole James in the goofs. in the chat does say 223 spells bad. So, you know, bad to go Greendale. I don't know. I got nothing. Who knows? I just yeah, found I... it. I just found it very, very weird when they've already established Britta has a three hundred three telephone number. Anyways, we've now spent forever talking about area codes. We've spent way more than I thought we would. <laughs> well, okay. See, here's the thing, though. I was not going to spend a whole like fifteen minutes on this this rabbit hole. But then, but, but then only I because I didn't know it was open. a rabbit hole, right? Because you were like, "Hey." Check this out. Yeah, it and is. I broke it. Wide it was open. not an, an, a legit area code at the time, so I don't know. It's very weird. It's quite weird. The dean has oh, excellent two thousand dollars to update this ad. He wants the study group in. Yeah, it's 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 sixteen years old or something. Yeah, um, mostly seen during late night marathons of Fantasy Island, and that's not a uh, a, a co- coincidence. The the dean, uh, I didn't I didn't really catch exactly why, but the dean convinces Jeff to do it. They kind of um, he kind of guilts them. Um, and yeah. Jeff's like, how can we help? Which is some weird because he's like, this school gives way more than it asks. I'm like, does it though? It asks for a lot, actually, I think. <laughs> it asks for your tuition money and then for you to put up with everything going on at the school. I mean, school. it is 25 cents for uh, two sips of water, I believe, that you have to yeah. do or something like that. Yeah, it's a two-drink minimum, 25-cent right. water fountain. Like, And it's it's in the tuition as well. So does, does the school really give more than it asks? I don't think so. But this does anyway. work. <laughs> this does work on Jeff. And so he's like, all right. Um, so uh, I guess I guess we'll we'll do that. And then uh, the dean does point out uh, that I've chosen you as this the school's most brightest and coincidentally most diverse group, Hispanics notwithstanding, which I think is a very interesting thing because the character of Annie was originally supposed to be a, uh, a Latinx character. Um, before they got Allison Brie for it, so that does feel I'm, like a I little am, bit of a nod. Yeah, I am wondering if that's kind of a callback to like, oh yeah, originally you know, uh, it it was supposed to be that much more uh, diverse, and so the dean just being like, eh, eh, like it does feel like something community would do. It does. Uh, it definitely like if this was any other show, I'd be like, what a crazy random happenstance. Community does not do anything by accident. It Which certainly is why doesn't. I'm wondering what that two two three area code's all about. It's true. That's let's we got to break it wide open. This is this episode should not be about a documentary filmmaking <laughs> redux. It should be about two two three gate. James in the chat does say Abed would have called out them having a five 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 number as he does in a later episode. So there's that. I mean, that would have been a funny little moment. Especially as uh, as Abed is filming everything uh, as a, a documentary, uh, because he thinks that this will probably cause the dean to lose his sanity, and he follows the fire, not the smoke. I mean, it it pays off for Abed. I will say that. Honestly, it, it pays off for the dean too, but that's a different true. discussion. <laughs> so uh, Pierce is not. Uh, Pierce finds out that there's no catering, and so he says that he's not leaving his trailer until he gets catering, and then he finds out he doesn't have a trailer, and so 
he walks off and uh i'm jumping ahead a little bit but he definitely does go out and rent himself a trailer yeah there's a whole lot of not a lot of pierce in this episode mostly because he finds himself in a trailer you know what if uh I'm just going to throw this out here. If I'm going to be on like a, a TV show or something and I'm in it for like five minutes, but I get to spend the time in a trailer and there's catering. Uh, not that he gets catering, but, you know, right. just saying that's a pretty that's a pretty cushy way to get paid. Uh, just get some free food, hang out in the trailer, sign some autographs for my adoring fans, you know. Pretty pretty rad way to do things. I do love the idea that you'll have a five minute uh, <laughs> uh, a shooting schedule and then also sign autographs and have a trailer. Look, all I'm saying is when the community movie happens, I'm willing to be in it for five minutes as long as I get a trailer and a uh, some catering. Um, and I'm negotiable on the catering and also the trailer. Um, so what you're I saying just is be in it you'll be for fine with a six inch subway sandwich and a bench that has a, a top on top of it i'll take a i'll take a, a bench without a, a covering on it i mean it's it's gonna be in california they filmed this in california not colorado <laughs> famously it's, it's funny it's funny this time they're actually gonna <laughs> film in colorado in the winter <laughs> no i'm fi- i'm from Colorado. i can deal with a little snow it's fine um <laughs> they'll they'll need me for the movie because no one else knows they'll, how no, to, they'll uh-huh. need me for the movie. yeah escape in the chat says ben should be jim rash's stunt double in the community movie and i'm here for it i'm just i'm just throwing that out here i have no stunt experience <laughs> i like the i'm just throwing it out here <laughs> I have absolutely I no stunt do experience. Stunts. Don't know how to do stunts. Do currently have a beard, but we can figure I'm, it I out. Will sh- I will shave that beard. I'm just or Jim Rash can grow a beard. Ooh, it's true. I think I think Jim Rash uh, grew some uh, f- uh, f- five o'clock shadow on this one, so he could do it. Yeah. Anyways, we we cut to the the filming. Um, the dean is wearing a like director's outfit he's got the i don't i don't know what any of those pieces of clothing are called but he looks like straight straight up he looks like a uh a director from the the 40s filming some sort of movie um it's like it's now time for the train to come at the camera directly and uh annie is the uh uh script supervisor Mm-hmm. Um, which she points out is basically the star because she keeps everything on script. She looks for any sort of inconsistencies, you know, like having a two two three telephone number in a in a commercial for a Colorado community, community script college. supervisor. Come on the podcast. <laughs> um, she's totally in it because she gets to organize stuff. Um, yep. It's a very Annie move. Uh, Britta and Troy are be, is like okay, you, we do the and then you do the hug, and then they're like a little bit awkward with it. Um, and Jeff, Jeff, he has the biggest role <laughs> of all because he has been chosen to play the dean. So he's wearing a bald cap and wearing exactly what the dean would wear. I do find this a very weird choice because if I were the dean of a community college and making a commercial for that community college i would just be like 
I will be on camera and be like, hi, I'm the dean of this school. Come to this school. And like, that's all you need to do. Is it's just sure. a very weird choice to even have a stand-in for the dean. Like I, I imagine it was because he, he was like, Oh, but there's somebody more handsome. I mean, you know, I guess cast the most handsome person as the lead, I guess. It's classic Hollywood move. Mm-hmm. Classic Hollywood classic community, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um so Jeff is like, I'm gonna go over the top and I'm just gonna give him more Dean than he can handle. And then he goes into it. Welcome to Dean Dale Community College, Dean. I'm a silly goose. Honk, honk. Deanly do. Look at me. Stop. This is my sister's Jeffrey. outfit. Stop. You've hit gold. Save some for the screen. And the dean's like, you've hit gold. Save that for the screen. Yeah, his dean performance is very over the top. And um, it's very good, though. I I feel like anybody else would be like, why are you playing me like this? But <laughs> the Dean is just like, oh, you, f- you found gold. This is great. Yeah. Now we get to the point where Pierce has rented the trailer and then he goes mm-hmm. in the trailer, never to be seen again until the tag. Uh, it's true. Well, that no, that's not true. He does show up a couple times. He you hear his voice. He also uh, mistakes Jeff for the 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 dean. So oh he, right, he right, right. Okay, we, he, we definitely see him outside of the uh, the trailer. You're right. You're right. Okay, I know I this was is just... a disappointment to you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. They 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 are filming the uh, Jeff playing the dean in front of the Louis Guzman statue. Uh, clever by Jeff because he says that the dean has no legal right to Guzman's likeness and called uh, Guzman's lawyers to alert them. He's always willing to go the extra mile to avoid doing something. I feel that. I, you know, I'm, I, 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 I feel Jeff in he this went moment pretty far. Also, Leonard is there. Uh, he's trying to make it into the TV game since it's apparently still around <laughs> and going to be around for a while. Sure. So uh, he he says he wants want, doesn't want to wake up in thirty years and say what if. Good on him. Good on Leonard. Yeah. Get it, Leonard. Yeah. Get it, Leonard. Wait, hold on. This is when they do the Shirley scene where um, she's, you know, like... Because this full-time mama ain't breaking the bank with your expensive tuition. Okay, good cut. She's playing the mom character because, you know... She gets like one line the entire show and it's the same one over and over again. And, uh... The dean is like, can you, Shirley, so your voice, can you make it more, what's another word for happy threatening? Um, we do go word- to a cutaway where Shirley's <laughs> like, the word is sassy, and he better pray he doesn't find it. Uh-huh. It's very good. Uh, so that uh, we, we that kind of ends day one of filming. They are still $173 under budget. That is a very important piece of information. I am. I mean, I, I'm not a filmmaker. Um, I do wonder how they spent nearly $2,000 in a day uh, on this when um, they already had the set and they're not paying any of the actors. 
I imagine that there's some rentals involved, um, like renting the the 1990s esque uh, backdrops, the props, perhaps. They do. They do have some backdrop. Well, I bet the theater department probably has some of those. That's true. I, I'm not sure. Just you spend a lot of money. I'm I'm assuming there's an like. Do they have uh, HD ready uh, cameras? I guess it was it was 2011. A lot of people were getting HD TVs around this time. So exactly. I'm I'm assuming it's mostly because okay. of okay. rentals like that that you have to go up front and you know there you go. But boy, it that changes. Louise Guzman calls the dean and he's like, "Hey, so I heard you need uh, my signature for like some use of my face or something. Why not use the real thing? I'd love to be in your commercial." And that spirals the Dean incredibly hard. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, He can't come right now, though, because he's finishing a movie, but he can come in a few weeks. Um, And then the Dean's like, oh, I loved you in and then starts snapping at (laughs) at Annie and Annie just hands hands him a phone. And he's like, I loved you in IMDb and then just shoots her the most I. I, you failed me look I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as IMDb, because I looked this episode up on IMDb, and as IMDb oh, points out, uh, this episode references IMDb. So <laughs> here sure it is. Does. Here we are. Here, we finally. We did it. IMDb has finally made it big. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> You can you can, you can plot it from when it started to this episode to bu- being bought by Jeff Bezos. Uh huh. Yep. It's it's a it's a very clear trajectory. Clear trajectory. <laughs> we all saw coming. Um. <laughs> uh, the dean says that Greendale has always needed a miracle, and this this is how he puts Greendale on the map. And before it was just gonna just gonna be just okay, but now it's great because Louis Guzman is in it, and there's no other things that make it great. I mean, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I would argue that uh, Jeff's Dean impression is pretty great. It's but that's pretty kind great. Of it. It's the rest of it is just okay because that's what you're aiming for. You're aiming for like. I'm a community college. I need to get a tele- a television commercial out there for cheap. What in mm-hmm. what world would you try to aim for anything better than just okay? This one. This the the one that the dean's uh-huh. in. Um I know I've I have mentioned uh Westwood College a million times on this podcast because of their stupid jingle. The yeah. thing that I have learned about advertising for anything is sure. it literally does not matter what the 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 content of the tele- uh, television commercial is. What you need to do is have a memorable jingle. It only needs to last three seconds. That's what okay. she said. Wow, <laughs> she's she's a busy she's a busy lady. Um, quite busy because she's busy going to Greendale Community College. Um. And you got to get those tuition hours. Let's go. You got to get. You got to get them. Um, it's only got to last like three seconds, and then it will get stuck in your head. And it doesn't matter if you watched it when you were five years old. You will be a thirty-six-year-old man continuing to talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> so you don't need a big production value. You don't need 
Louise Guzman, mm-hmm. you you need a you just need a static background with a voiceover that's like come to Greendale Community College. We've got a lot of majors to help you advance your career in whatever your career is. And then pay one of the music students like 50 bucks to be like Greendale. And then 20 years later, people will be sitting there. They'll be having dinner. Like they'll be out on a date or something. And then (laughs) All of a sudden, where were you when you first heard the Greendale's theme? All of a sudden, they'll just be they'll be eating their their fancy French uh, cuisine on their date, taking a sip of wine, and then they'll hear they'll just think <laughs> Greendale, and then the, and they'll be like, "Damn it!" Like <laughs> I I just I it just came out of nowhere. You don't need to spend two thousand dollars on this, my dude. Just 50 bucks to one of the music students. A, a crappy but memorable jingle. That's it. That's, That's all, you, all need. you need. Yeah. You're going You're going too hard for what you need. Um, the dean uh, then s- runs out to everybody and is like, okay, everything we've sh- shot so far is worthless. We're starting over tomorrow morning. Now, now everyone, everyone, he, it's got Luis Guzman in it. And the captions refer to what happens afterwards as vaguely enthusiastic murmurs, which is so choice. Everyone is to now go home because the dean is rewriting everything except for Jeff, who you only need more screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh, James in the chat uh, does bring up the Louise Guzman thing again, uh, which I think we've talked about before, but um, it's uh, he, he got money literally every time they showed the statue. So the quote goes, as the deal was, anytime they showed the statue, I got paid. They could have shown an elbow. I got paid. So, you know, pretty sweet deal for Louise. Yeah, pretty um, good. Especially for like a throwaway gag. And then they're like, well, crap, uh-huh. we can't actually film out there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Until they brought uh, him on the television show. Uh, uh-huh. We come to day two of shooting. We are now $6,175 over budget. We win uh-huh. that that surplus. It's gone. It's deficit. It's all it's all gone. Uh, yeah, classes are shut down. The quilting club has been recruited to make costumes and things. The dean is using the PA system for casting calls. Yeah, the script has gone off the rails because apparently, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was Neil uh, was supposed to be a book. Maybe it was Garrett. I don't remember who it was. Somebody's supposed ne- to be a book reading a book. And it doesn't That's make Neil. sense. Excellent. Yeah, because Garrett is a microphone, class or a, a microscope, classic microscope, classic um, Garrett. Uh huh. The scene. Uh, so we we have a scene uh, between Britta and Troy, and they still they're still saying to meet uh, to meet new people and, or meet different people and hug. Uh-huh. But the dean doesn't like the portrayal, saying, "I'm trying to pull a 400 year old dagger out of this nation's heart," and like, yeah. you're not going to do that. With a community college television commercial. Just going to say that right now. He's trying to get real with race in a uh, two-second uh, part of an ad that says to yeah. meet different people and then there's a hug. And uh, spoiler, it doesn't go great. Right. He he makes them do it over and over and again. And at one point, he even says, if you get it wrong again, I'll segregate the school, which is Real it's a rough lot for the dean to say 
and one attempt they're just like kind of out of it so they they have ropes tied to their wrists <laughs> to help them hug each other and and it's like even when we're helping you you can't get it right the thing um, the thing that i love about that moment is i know you know i know actors have to do a lot of weird stuff and i'm sure that the actors on community had to do a lot of weird stuff that actors on other things don't need to do can you imagine for a moment <laughs> existing in a in a in a moment where you are tasked with hugging somebody but the hug is not going to be you powered it's going to be people pulling strings to get you and the person you are hugging to extend their arms can you mm. imagine for a moment what that has to be like because that is the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we were if we had an in-person live show, we would have set it up so we could try this ourselves. <laughs> Cuz it feels like a us thing to want to do. I mean, um, we it, we would need we would need two other people to do that, which means we would have to ask our partners to do that, <laughs> and I can't imagine how hard they would roll their eyes at that. Yeah, that's fair. Temma would be in. Friend of the podcast, Temma would be absolutely in. She would not it's understand true. it because she's not watched this episode, but she'd be in. We just need it's to get true. one of the other, one of the other two, or maybe <laughs> maybe other friend. We have a few other friends in the friend group that might be into it. So. It's true. We we could probably source somebody to do that. It would be very weird. We'll we'll have to try <laughs> it some next next time we're all together at some mm-hmm. sort of party. I'll bring out some rope, and then people will be like, "Oh, it's not that kind of party," and I'm like. <laughs> oh that's that's not what i meant and then i will oh that's next week i'll be like no actually what i want you to do is to tie tie these to my hands and then make me hug mike (laughs) and then tie this to his hands and make him hug me (laughs) while we stand there emotionless yeah, you, it, the important part is the emotionless. You have to not have any emotions while this is happening. Um, I'm I'm also smelling a new Patreon goal, uh-huh. a new Patreon um, tier or something. There's something here, man, I'd, where we do nonsense things on camera. I I feel like I feel like that's the thing that'll finally get me on TikTok. Is that'll be my first TikTok video? <laughs> it will we be. Did it. We got bent onto TikTok. You, you and me giving each other a hug through the power of other people pulling our hands with rope. Nailed it. I figured out what TikTok loves, and it's that it's making references to 2011 television. uh, I love the fact that you've just you you say I've figured it out, and you've you've not stepped foot on the social media platform. I'm, I'm I'm looking at it from the outside. You don't know what it's all about because you are in it. You you do not see the forest for the trees, my dude. Or the trees you're for right. the f- whatever. I, whatever. You, you you don't you don't know. I, I I'm just looking directly at a tree and you're like, there's other trees. And I'm like, no, I like this tree. It's a good tree. It's not even about the trees, it's about the forest. I'm looking at the forest. See, exactly. That's that I don't even see that. I only see the one tree. I'm looking at a singular tree. And it's there, did you know that there are ants on the singular tree? It's that tree is people climbing up milk crates for some reason. That's the only thing I know I, about. T- and, have, and that has not popped up on my for you page. I have no idea what that's all about. I get a lot TikTok, of ADHD. TikTok is the reason I was unable to buy feta cheese for like three weeks. So those I are the, those are no the two things. That. Those are the two things I know about TikTok. 
milk crates and feta cheese and neither of them have come up on my but i'm still gonna crack the algorithm i got this because you're an outsider and you bring that outside perspective because i'm looking at the forest baby (laughs) thinking outside the bun (laughs) no we can't always make references to taco bell that is a different podcast altogether I can always... One in which you can use the Poddex card that I referenced. Uh, see, we've got a cool teen in the chat who's like, I bet TikTok would love that. See, I'm I'm figuring this out. Oh, I, I got this. I'm going to I'm going to rule TikTok. It's going to be great. I love how our live chats have turned into uh, them, uh, our fans enabling us to do things. That's how I live my life. All my all my weird ideas are just people, me being like, hey, here's a stupid idea, and people being like, yeah. And then I'm like, all right, cool, do it. <laughs> Here it goes. How do you think Ring My Bell started? I joked about how it. And then people started? were like, people were like, oh, snap, I would totally listen to that. And I'm like, all right, guess I got to do it now. And then I did it. So there you go. Weird hugs aside, they... Uh, they break well, down. They Brenda break and down. Troy are just having m- massive, massive freakouts. Uh, Annie's like, uh, Dean, we've been working on this for 12 hours, which is a long time for what seems to be a five second scene. Britta's like, I'm in Psych 101 and I don't even know what's happening. And Abed <laughs> explains that, you know, the Dean is is uh, going insane. And then uh, they're. Troy, Troy and Britta are just so mentally exhausted by this. And then yeah. they kind of go in to give each other a hug and then they freak out and scream and run away from each other. So it's uh, it's a lot. So we cut to Jeff, who has been in the bald cap for the full day for no reason. What happens if the shoot drags on another day or God forbid two? And then Abed, ever the knife twister, has an interstitial that moves the story along to four days later and $9,642 over budget. Uh, this is when Garrett is wearing a motion capture suit because he's a microscope. Not a great one. Not a great one. It's a it's a budget. It's a budget mocap suit i mean you, you know they're already nine thousand dollars over budget so um sure i just i just i don't think that i think you have to go all through the entire spine to be able to really get the good motion capture where it kind of ends just at his sternum mm-hmm. but yeah it's it is budget i'll put it that way uh-huh question from the chat uh which member of the study group would make the best tiktoks um troy i think i th- i would say troy i would probably say troy Abed um, would have way too much uh, production value into them and then post uh-huh. them sporadically. Troy uh-huh. would just be doing something weird and then just like, oh, this is a good one. Uh-huh. Britta would not understand it. Jeff wouldn't do it. Shirley's would be about her kids. Uh, Pierce uh, would uh, install spyware on his phone because he downloaded the wrong app. Right. Nailed it. Um, did, we, did we mention what Annie would do? Annie... Um, would be I feel like Annie would too be nervous like, about what to post. Ooh, I feel yes. like I feel like she would she would uh record stuff and then be like, nope, that's no good. And then she like so she wouldn't actually post anything because she would just uh, I be like that. She would be too nervous about it. Nailed it. You know, I think we we nailed it. Yeah. I think we 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 answered that question and it's time to move on. Yeah, this is when um this is also when we meet chang as jeff's understudy to play the part of the dean 
He's wearing a bald cap with a wig on it with a bald cap on it. He's he's proclaimed himself to be Jeff's understudy, by the way. It, it does say self-proclaimed understudy, which is very funny to me that he's like, I am the head of security, but I kind of want to be in this. Mm-hmm. It's true. I didn't even think about like, he, he should just be like the security for this. And instead he's like, right. I'm going to be, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be Jeff being the Dean. On day eight, the school, the board of trustees or what have you, uh, checks in with the Dean and say, can you at work any faster? We're not really asking for perfection. And the Dean's like, well, perfection's what you're going to get. If you're unhappy with that, you can fire me. And Eugene from the board says, you know, if we don't like it, we definitely will fire you. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And then this is when we get the Dean, a Dean cutaway that reveals that the Greendale Gazette Journal Mirror has turned on him, saying the commercial is headed for Dean Zaster. Yep. I mean, even even the Gazette has to make Dean puns, which does make me wonder if the Dean secretly runs it. Ooh, but then why would he call it a Dean a Dean's Aster? Right. There's a there's a whole there's levels. The, everything about I, this has levels. I kind of I kind of see it as you know how sometimes the Post will do or the New York Post will do like a a catchy pun to like make fun of somebody. That's what I that's what I took. Okay. It as. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Because that's that's absolutely how the Dean talks, and it's like aha, we can get him with his own joke format. Day nine of shooting. We're up to $14,125 over budget. Uh, two men in diapers show up. One is just a friend of the Dean. So, you know, they can both go the, towards the Dean. Uh, Annie has just been run ragged. Uh, the, the Dean's repeated epiphanies, but she's decided that the Dean has to be a genius because if he isn't, she's given almost two weeks of her life to an idiot, and that is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Abed asks her if she's ever heard of Stockholm Syndrome, and Annie's like, if it's if it's something the Dean created, if it's not something the Dean created, I don't care. The fun thing about this episode is we all get to see the different actors portraying their characters as kind of losing it, um, which is pretty fun because they all kind of take their characters in in sort of different directions. Right. I do like I do like Annie's sort of disheveled like the 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 Dean is a genius um she does a pretty good job with that i'm a fan um obviously we've already seen troy and britta breakdown uh which have all been great as well mm -hmm. any troy breakdown is top of the top it's so good uh second second best but we'll get there we will get there we will get there shirley uh in a cutaway tells abed that pierce played it right from the from the beginning and this is when pierce gets out of his trailer to see a trailer pulling up and he's vindicated leonard tells him it's for louis guzman and pierce is like he can have it back once i get my own trailer uh this is when jeff as the dean walks by and Cheer pierce tries to get his attention thinking he's the real dean and jeff's like he thought i was the real dean i've become a stranger to myself <laughs> i'm bald now uh-huh uh as someone who uh started shaving his head uh, last year during the pandemic um and now i am a bald man it definitely you go through that you go through that change um mm -hmm. where you're just like i'm it's me i'm i'm a bald man now and you you know you spend a couple of days just losing it because you're like you realize you're, you're very dean-esque at that moment 
<laughs> you really take on a lot of the That's, mean. Yeah. You, you characteristics. Start, you, I, I, uh-huh. I am. I. I am. I am but an observer because I unfortunately have too much hair on my head to buzz uh, to remove off of my head. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, but I saw the transformation within you, my friend, and it was a Deanster piece. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Master Dean. Master Dean. That's that sounds like something very different. Um, that does sound like something very different. <laughs> Sounds like um, something that would fit on Ring My Bell. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to name drop it again, but there you go. So <laughs> I um, will always name drop Ring My Bell. Uh, it's uh, Lights, Camera, Dean. And so uh, it's finally Jeff's scene, which is it takes place in this very weird, dark, brooding forest <laughs> where all the leaves are off, have fallen off the tree and there's a spot. Like fog machine going. It's like Halloween, but then they're Neil and Shirley are books that are just dancing, and it's like Halloween. And Jeff, Jeff as the dean, like flies through and is like <laughs> delivers his line, and and the dean is like lose the bald cap. It's hokey and fake. And Jeff's like no, I've worn this thing for twelve days. I'm bald. And the dean's like, if you're not bald, and if you are, you're wrong for the part. But this is when Chang jumps in with his Jeff hair, and the dean casts <laughs> him and tells Jeff to go home. And Jeff like crumples at this information and runs off. I also I love how Chang just walks in and shouts, "Understudy!" And that is enough. Uh, that gets the job done. And also, mm-hmm. um, just just the fact that he's i the the bald cap wig bald cap trio uh-huh. is strange and phenomenal all at <laughs> once um yeah that's a good way to put it uh britta doesn't know why but this is the last straw and declares this production a violation of human rights the dean has she, made everyone she, prisoner of his insanity she declares as a licensed psychology major that it's oh, a production yes. that this production that is, is a, a violation of human rights. Very she uses that I phrase, missed. a licensed psychology major. As a licensed psychology major, I am declaring this production a violation of human rights. You have made us prisoners of your insanity. Which I love because it's Britta overplaying her hand again because she could just be like this is messed up guys. Right. Instead, <laughs> she has to what put she out says her is that as a licensed psychology major, I am declaring this production a violation of human rights. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is. It's very good. Uh, Annie runs over to defend the dean's decision, and then as he, she's doing so, she's like, oh, "Oh, you are insane!" And the dean's like, "I'm I'm tired of hearing that people. I'm forcing people to be here. If you don't want to help me, then leave." And immediately, everybody leaves. Yeah, everyone's gone. And this is when uh, Luis Guzman arrives, and mm-hmm. the school is totally deserted. I like how he even looks at his statue and like poses like it for a moment. Uh-huh. Just like Look, a small if, little thing. If somebody made a fr- freaking statue of me, I would do the same thing. Right, just like, take that one weird moment with like... It doesn't oh, matter what that statue was doing. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll mimic that for even just a moment. I'm going to look up uh, custom uh, statues. Hold on. 
Uh, Donna in the chat does say, I'm kind of surprised we didn't get a role, role reversal and have Jeff crushing on the new Dinitude. That would have been pretty good. I it think this been. episode's already got so much in it, though, is yeah. just the thing. Like, D- D- uh, I almost called him Dean. Uh, the uh, I, I, the Jeff having like a breakdown about not being able to be bald anymore is very funny, though, based <laughs> on how vain he is. So that I th- I, f- I think what we did get is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the the dean is editing uh, in his office. He calls mm-hmm. Luis Guzman in. Um, there's a possum in the office. Um, yeah. So that's cool. The the office like it, is a mess. There's old food oh, and cans and he's been editing. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of throw it where things go. Uh, yeah. The dean shows him the commercial, which that he'll be starring in. It sounds like chaos and a horrible thing. And he, Luis stops it and says, I have to make a phone call. And in a cutaway in front of Abed, he's like, I can't do this commercial. You're his friends, right? You need to go help him. The dean opens the, opens the closet door to see Luis Guzman in Abed's film. And the dean's like, you're going to be in his documentary, but not in my commercial. Get off my campus. We already mm-hmm. got rid of your trailer. I am surprised that you didn't bring up that there was a Wilhelm scream in the dean's what? yeah in in I the dean's oh, in I the dean's commercial it. i love Wilhelm you hear all screams. The, like, the explosions and death metal and whatever now without further ado here is the commercial you will be starring in why do i go greendale <laughs> There's a Wilhelm scream in it. Oh, man, I missed the Wilhelm scream. I have to go back after the episode. Oh, it's oh. in there. It's in there. And you're going to you're going to hear it. and You're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. That Hook is it right the into stuff. my veins. That's, that's why I listen to a podcast all about the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> I still can't believe we found that one in real time. It's a time good podcast. <laughs> I'm going to defend it until, <laughs> until my dying day. Hey, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just a weird thing to like. Sudden to accidentally stumble during- into. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I'm their biggest fan. Um, uh, th- <laughs> so they d- they did get rid of his trailer because we cut to Pierce in the trailer threatening walking off of the production and it's getting actively towed away. L- Louise tells the Dean he was, I came here to be in the commercial for Greendale, what you had written on the script. And Dean's like, that script was terrible. And Luis was like, I thought it was pretty good. And of course, the dean says, of course you think it was good. You went to Greendale. Uh-huh. This is when Luis Guzman delivers a whole uh, speech about like, hey, man, you know, you're ashamed of your school. Uh, don't worship the people leaving Greendale. Worship the people here. I loved my time here. I got laid like crazy. This school is special. You don't deserve to be here. I do like that he said he got laid like crazy. It was even before Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an important distinction because, like, I bet he got laid a lot at like immediately after Boogie Nights. Yes, of course. Right. So it's it is important to to differentiate, but bef- the before and after of Boogie mm-hmm. Nights. BBN and ABN. Uh huh. Yep, that's the one. Those um, are the one. That's that's how time is delineated now in in the. <laughs> In the year, I, uh-huh. hold on. I, I can't do the math immediately in my head. It's like I have no idea what year like Boogie Nights was. T- so. Twenty-one <laughs> ABN or something. 
I think we ought to bring this to the people in charge um, and uh, be like, when we you say the people have, in charge, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who the people in charge are. Uh, whoever, <laughs> the time whoever, people, the, the time people, would this hoodie, would this hoodie be a time hoodie? Yeah. Let's, we'll bring it to the time people and be like, um, you know, uh, AD, Mr. Clock, um, Mr. Second. Thank you for joining us here. <laughs> What time is it now? Dot com. Um, uh, we don't even, we a, go to time. Dot is. There's a, a little Bojack reference just for you. Oh, okay. Just soar right over your head. Um, well, trust me, I'm not going to jump to get it because I didn't. I've not seen Bojack. We'll go to uh, what time is it now? Dot com and be like, hey, um, you know, AD. It is uh, very Christian centric. Um, you know, not everyone. Not everyone uh, in the world is Christian, believe it or not. Uh, what time is it now.com? So just going to throw this out here. Let's use, let's use uh, 1997. Hey, Boogie Nights was 97. I feel like it was so much older than that. Wild. Uh, sorry, people in the chat are doing my homework for me. Um, this is the best part of a live show. It's the best, it's the best part of a live show. Because people Google things for us. <laughs> let's let's use arbitrarily the year 1997 uh the year because it's the year boogie nights was mm. released let's use that that can be year one that can be that can be year one of boogie nights after I, boogie I, nights you know i think mm -hmm. this is the best time system we've ever had um accepting the idea of you know, just removing one of the times that we get the, the daylight savings and the non daylight mm -hmm, savings, mm -hmm. just removing one of them and never doing that switch over ever again. I don't care which one. I really do not care which one. I just want one. I just want a single time that I don't have to lose an hour or gain an hour of sleep on a random day. I mean, they've got bigger things to worry about. Like, uh, starting, 1997 as year one of of a, a b a b n after boogie nights um well i i'm i'm happy to be wherever i am in the a b n time screen boy yeah i'm just now trying to imagine shifting to that time system and my brain already hurts so um <laughs> We'll we'll work on it. We'll 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 sit down. We'll convert it's, it's some, some major some, dates. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take some time. Okay. Um, time. No, I I I I heard you. Oh. Um, I was saying that just, again mm -hmm. for the live audience. In uh, case I'm they pretty missed sure. It. I'm pretty sure they heard you too. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I could hear so much laughter about five seconds afterwards because there is a delay. Uh, we we get to uh, we get to the dean's kind of final moments mm -hmm. where he delivers sort of a voiceover. Oh, there it is again. All right, here we got the we're visual. Here. Um, uh, yes, the dean tells Abed he doesn't think he can finish the commercial, but he thinks he knows how the documentary ends, and he then uh, films a brief mea culpa about how he thought it was his job to improve Greendale. But the only problem with Greendale is that it's run by an insecure wreck. And then we kind of get interspersed with this a uh, shots of him setting his diploma on fire, as you can see, um, getting naked, uh, as as Ben suggested, uh, wearing uh, Jeff's underpants. 
and then rubs the ashes of it all over himself, screaming and muttering, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. So this this moment in this episode uh, is the moment where I was like, okay, everyone on this show is great, but Jim Rash is National my favorite. Treasure. Because so good. he does such a good job with this monologue where he is both like devastated and he is like breaking down in tears and he's angry and he's just losing his mind. Right. And you know, he, he delivers that line about like, I just love this school so much. It's the best school. It's the best place in the world. And just everything about this scene, I was like, Whoa, Jim rash is really good. Like, especially because up until like, I mean, he gets more and more, relevant to the uh the entire arc of community but like in season one he's basically like background like right you know he's he's barely there he's kind of just there to like hey here's some announcements over a very loud pa system um (laughs) right hey here's here's me just we we have another dance like he's he's mostly just like background um but like so so up until this point like he he was kind of a hidden treasure and then this this moment comes out and i'm just like oh ah dang like he's so good i mean right. we also did get it a little bit when he's freaking out about uh the conspiracy and professor professor sin mm-hmm. and you know would that this hoodie were a time hoodie mm-hmm. so i think we have you get seen some a, of that with the vice dean layborn thing as well yeah where he's like but like more and more under yeah yeah, more and more, like you get more of him, and like, but this is the episode where I was just like, God, he he nails it. He nails everything about this. Um, I was about to say it's no wonder he got an Academy Award, but I'm pretty sure he got it for like writing, right? And I don't think they give Academy Awards for television, but I could be wrong. Uh, they should, they should give him an Academy Award. I for... think those are called Emmys, though. That pff, Emmys are pointless. It's all about. <laughs> the academy awards I, I for television point, i thought the point was egots i guess um and then uh, once you get the egot then you get the the prime real estate on good morning greendale come on the podcast <laughs> jim rash uh-huh wait so if you're saying he needs to egot before he can he can uh only egotters <laughs> here is what i'm saying apparently <laughs> okay um Give me I just, cannot, I'm going to just, I straight up cannot wait to see what, what wins him a Grammy. Just going to say that out right now. Uh-huh. So, uh, Wikipedia has a, uh, list of EGOT winners, which is of course the acronym for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony awards. Winners of all four awards, a surprisingly small list. Um, so that's all the people we want on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, take your pick from the the following list uh, of people to have guests on our community podcast some of them notably not alive um, okay good start richard rogers helen hayes rita moreno josh guile gould guile good i don't know how you say mm. his name i'm sorry no john audrey hepburn marvin hamlish Jonathan Tunick, uh, Mel Brooks, Mike Nichols, Whoopi Goldberg, Scott Rudin, Robert Lopez, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice, 
John Legend, Alan Menken. So take your pick. Um, look, because that's all that those are the only legitimate guests on look there's there's an answer to this and it's with a bullet and it is 100% Mel Brooks if you could have Mel Brooks on this podcast I would turn literally everything over to Mel Brooks okay cool um so uh Mel Brooks open invitation you're the, the, only you're the Mel oh, literally Brooks. literally the only guest <laughs> For this podcast. Um, uh, now, if you I- include it to honorary awards, you get Barbara Streisand, Liza Minnelli, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones, Harry Belafonte, and Quincy Jones. So we got some an additional uh, uh, people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, as James in the chat pointed out, uh, Tracy Jordan from 30 Rock. That's he true. So, you he know. Does he got. Yes. <laughs> Terrific. Terrific the uh dean is like greendale is the best school in the entire world and i'm sorry for what i did to the ice cream machine please clean it bef- uh pl- please clean the nozzles before you use it the janitor knows how i don't want to know i don't either we cut two total days of shooting 12 17 125 over budget the dean is preparing to show this commercial to the the members of the board and he's like, mm-hmm. I know this is not, I know this is not the commercial that I had originally written, but I still think it's good. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Basically. You'll have and a he, lot of questions. Let's hold them to the end. He puts the, uh, he puts the tape on and it goes to a commercial that is uh, surprising to him because it's an actually good commercial composed of it's not him apologizing and resigning <laughs> while naked and burning his diploma right yes of um course. and apologizing for def- defouling a uh a, an ice cream machine and um, i frankly do not want to know how or why or any of it i just want to let it be uh be fouling is the word i was looking for not defouling that implies you cleaned it uh anyways mm. it's it's a commercial that abed put together it's got some of the clips from the first day of filming uh along with a lot of shots of everyone hanging out on the set and like you know having a good time and smiling and it's actually like a legitimately good commercial mm-hmm. like I, I feel like if you just put kind of a, a happy voiceover over some cheerful music and then people are smiling, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the board's like, hey, this is better. This is good. It's better than good. It's good enough. Is there more of Chang? He pops. They do not use the name Chang because they do not know it, but I do not want to refer to what they say. And either way, it should last us another 16 years. And the board's like, let's go to Chump's Rusty Bucket. They have quarter taps. I do want to point out they're still using the 223 area code. And instead of a fax number, it does say uh, internet keyword Greendale. I'm sure that works. You remember when everything had had keyword, like AOL, it'd be, you'd you'd be like, you know, so imagine it's... um, you know, uh, year, um, BBN five, you know, sure? so yeah. early, early days of, of the internet. <laughs> and Some you people would, might call 1992. You, you would be like, it's 
That's that's the old way, Mike. Get with the times. I, I know. I'm just saying for those that <laughs> haven't jumped on it like we have, that that's what the year would be like. So <laughs> it's could you it's, imagine? Uh-huh. It's it's five BBN and you're you're you know, you see a commercial and it would be like, if you want more information, use AOL keyword. Okay, I the first word that came into my head was nipples, and that's not that's not great. Um, <laughs> use AOL keyword. Uh, Luis Guzman. I, th- um, I think you had it the first time. To be honest with you, I think you had it. <laughs> does that mean? Does that mean our subtitle uh, is going to be AOL keyword nipples? <laughs> you know it does. You know it does. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay, <laughs> I've done this to myself. Is, yeah, the best part is I didn't do a thing <laughs> this is all you okay uh, it's moments mm. like this that makes me love doing this podcast i just want to what, put it out there what what was being advertised on television that was like use aol <laughs> keyword nipples like what <laughs> i don't know but i love that you went for it <laughs> you're like this um. is a good one <laughs> you <laughs> This is similar to when I looked around and saw the cat tree. It was like cat tree. And you just looked around and thought nipples. Okay. I apologize uh, to AOL <laughs> and Look, to Look, there's no reason to apologize. Nipples are natural things. Um, it's true. I apologize for nothing. So, um, there we go. We, uh, yeah, we, the, the commercials actually uh, are pretty good. Um, it's good enough for the board. It should last another 16 years. And then uh, the dean is like, Abed, I thought you were supposed to be a fly on the wall. And Abed's like, some flies are too awesome for the wall. So, you know, Abed stepped in and, and he helped. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the dean goes to the study group and is like, yeah, you know what? I don't have anything. C- can you forgive me? And Jeff's like, yeah, there's in, a solid blank stare for like five seconds, and he's like, "Yep." But the uh, and but when, the way he says "yep" is so funny to me. It's mm-hmm. like, it, oh, it's so good. And when the uh, when Dean Pelton asks why, uh, Jeff is like, "Because we've all been there. That's why we're here." And then Jeff offers Dean Pelton a hug, and he's he's taken aback for a moment. But he accepts. The dean cannot believe it. Right? He gets that hug. Everyone goes in for a group hug. uh, And then the dean's like, hey, can someone help me get a live possum out of my office? He just keeps keeps jumping out at me. And as everyone leaves, Troy and Britta are hanging back. They're still hugging. And uh, Abed calls back. He's like, hey, scene's over. And then... As they kind of walk off, Abed gives a look to the camera. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, he's, it, it, it's a look that's like, don't like that. We get the tag. Uh, three days later in Hollywood, Jeff Garland is about to get in his trailer. Pierce comes out screaming that he will not be mitigated and grabbing Jeff Garland's uh, granola bar. And Garland pulls a Pierce. I'm not going to leave this trailer until I get a new trailer and a granola bar. And that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for 
Yeah, I like this episode quite a bit. Um it's it's pretty good. Um I I think um it's always it's always nice when we see Abed have some heart because um you know, I mean he's he's portrayed as as a pretty like, you know, emotionless uh kind sure. of person. It's always great when it's like, you know, Ab- uh, Abed has those moments of like he realizes you know when it's it's uh good to like it's good to help people and it's good to be nice and um so that's that's great um all the acting in this is really great like i said everyone mm-hmm. has their own little breakdowns the dean's breakdown is just it is chef kiss uh it is mm, so good um and if you could egot for having one breakdown um that would have like, been it. You just they're just like, you know what? You can get you can get your your egot from this one performance somehow. I mean, they'll re- they have to release it on on an album version, so like you can you can get the Grammy and you know, a whole musical based on it for the Tony. You know, it's a whole process. But Jim Rash deserves that egot for this. It's so good. So yeah, you know, I I think this episode is really good. Uh it is it's just sort of at the the level of kind of meta and actual like down to earth because like mm-hmm. a lot of this is very believable as a like you know there's there's nothing totally uh, totally out there about this episode sure other than you know the dean does go pretty hard on it but it's great I think you know I, I think it's a, g- a great episode I would definitely give it an A. Um, it's it's fun to watch. I love it every time it comes up. Um, I don't really have anything else to to say. I mean, okay. I think we've we've said it. So yep, I would agree with you there that we've said everything. So I don't need no. I'll go into my grades. Um, I do want to point out that neither of us. I well, I I won't speak for you. Uh, but the fact that we didn't bring it up, uh, suggests to me that you haven't seen it either. But I have not seen Hearts of Darkness or Apocalypse Now. Correct. Um, I have not. Which this is kind of riffing off of. Um. So I think that uh, you don't need to, obviously, because I think this stands on its its own other than the few references. Um, and I think we all kind of know the, you know, uh, if, you, if you've watched any kind of media, you kind of know the pastiche of somebody get, becoming overzealous and trying to go above and becoming egotistical about it and then realizing the downfall of their folly. Um, I think... I think it really it works really well. I think every character is given something to, interesting to do. I think Shirley uh, Shirley is finally given something interesting to do, and I even think Pierce's little storyline where he's just in a trailer the entire time and barely mm-hmm. has to show up is probably you know a, a very good use of Pierce. I think um, I think any anytime there's a Troy breakdown, I'm I'm on board. Um, I I kind of I I I don't. I'm not sure if this is true, but I feel like community's best when almost everybody is about to have some kind of mental breakdown. <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that for sure, but I definitely believe it. Like it, it's I, certainly, I could be convinced. Right. There's the episode of, uh, uh, where, where it's the, the, um, oh shoot. Uh, the, the Duncan principle, right. 
with mm-hmm. the breakdowns in that one. That was a really good episode. Uh, I haven't tested this theory, but it's a theory I've got, and I'll be thinking about for, you know, probably until we finish doing this podcast. Um, I, I think it's a really good episode. I think the Dean has a star-making turn. I like, I, I'm with you uh, 100% National Treasure. Um, I think I think the way that Jeff devolves into his character of the Dean is very funny from where he starts. Um, and I think he actually gives him some empathy to the Dean of, you know, like I've literally walked, you know, a mile in your khakis and short, short sleeve uh, dress shirt. Um, so I, I think it's actually, you know, character based and also a little high concept. I, I think it's fantastic. I think I'd give it an A plus. Oh, nice. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's right there on that level for me. Um, where like it's it could it could go either way right but yeah i mean it's 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 great we do have an email to read Ooh, today an email um, you say yeah we got an email uh from andrew uh who says hey ben and mike just wanted just wanted to give you a few thoughts on advanced gay as the two of you had okay. some major and very fair criticisms about it uh, I just wanted to offer an alternative take, which is that it's a very important episode for Pierce's character development. Pierce mm-hmm. was definitely a villainous character throughout season two, and even though those tendencies have been toned down in season three, his bigotry still makes him inherently unlikable. While there are definitely issues with how advanced gay uses gay characters as a plot device, and it's a disservice to not have any of the pinkwashing stuff per- Uh, portrayed through their eyes i think the episode portrays pierce as genuinely having a good time being embraced by the community what's more while the blatant racism from his dad isn't pleasant or even particularly funny i think it's relevant to the to provide context to the background Mm. pierce grew up with in why he maybe holds some of the views he does bigotry is learned and he had a hell of a teacher it's Pierce's bigotry cranked up to the extreme to the point that even he can see that it's wrong. As a result, I think the episode is really a growth journey for Pierce as he tries to reject his father and reevaluate some of his own views. It's the start of a redemption arc for Pierce, and while tensions with Dan Harmon, a change in showrunners, and Chevy Chase leaving the show, uh, probably, uh, spoilers, he leaves in season four, uh, <laughs> uh, probably hamstrung a little bit, I think we see some of the results of Pierce's growth throughout the series. Hmm. Was the episode handled perfectly? Probably not. Are parts of it still unfortunate, dated, and uncomfortable? For sure. But I think that at the same time, it's ultimate, it ultimately succeeds at what it's trying to do, making it one of the better Pierce episodes of the series and the start of attempting to redeem him as a character. Not the highest bar, obviously, but I think the episode's intentions were at least in the right place. So yeah, I think I, that's really well stated, and I would like to abdicate my seat on this podcast to Andrew because he said <laughs> he was more insightful and more interesting than I've been on the entirety of this run. Um, yeah, I think I think he brings up a lot of great points um, because we we definitely were pretty hard on uh, his dad for being sure that weird kind of cringy comedy of like a really racist person shows up and it's funny because we know he's wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I do think, I do think that a lot of his character was kind of intended in that way. Uh, but you're right. I mean, we, we did not really, re, uh, 
discuss like yeah pierce grew up with this guy like Mm -hmm. that sucks i mean (laughs) you know you Uh, thank you for your cogent analysis (laughs) i agree that Uh whole thing sucks in in summation that sucks um (laughs) yeah you know he he grew up with this guy and you know he he grew up being told strangely specific things about the Finns and and the mm-hmm. Laplanders and you know and the Welsh all sorts was, of there was a lot there were all sorts flying. of very specific racism um and yeah i mean you know it's uh obviously this is not a a bojack horseman podcast but one of the things that i really enjoy about bojack as a as a tv show is that it really goes into detail a lot about the cycles of uh, abuse and trauma that you kind of inherit from uh, inherit from your parents, that they inherited from their parents, so on and so forth. Um, and looking at it through that lens, I mean, it definitely, I think it definitely does improve that that view for me because, like, you know, the 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 trick with that. And and the, one of the reasons I do love BoJack as much as I do is because while acknowledging that you also can't say it's fine for them to be a bad person because their parents were bad, like you still have to transcend that. Right. You know, the, the nice thing about Pierce's story in Advanced Gay is that he does. And, you know... Maybe it's for capitalism and maybe it's because he really enjoyed, you know, being being embraced by the the gay community at Greendale, you know, probably a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But, you know, regardless, he does in some way transcend his father's uh, abuse uh, in that moment. And I do think that's worth I do think that's 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 worth uh, talking about, and I do think that's a good point. Um, so, mm-hmm. agreed. Uh, thank you very much for the email, Andrew. It was, uh, it was very good, um, uh, very good take. And yeah, we we totally just you know did not um, did not go. And mm-hmm. I, I think maybe part of that is that community doesn't tend to do a lot of very serious takes on things, right? And I think if you if you really look at it through that more serious lens. Um, you know about like those those cycles of abuse and trauma from your parents like yeah i think it's i think it's it's great so um uh yeah i i don't remember what i gave uh the episode um but you know i i think it's worth probably a few more points than than whatever i gave it uh looking through that so mm-hmm. yeah i appreciate having a new lens to look at an episode like that especially cuz it is it is kind of a an episode that it, that can be polarizing and can and has clear negative things, but you know, recontextualizing it, um, whether or not that's you know intended by the the creator or the was um, kind of read into it a little bit more. You know, I, I appreciate that kind of deeper looking into it. So thank right. you again for 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 that again very cogent analysis. I thought right. it was really really thoughtful and really really detailed. And again, if you'd like to take my spot of the podcast uh, because again this is a ding dong <laughs> podcast you are welcome to have um yeah and like you know i mean i the and i think probably part of the reason we were hard on it is because when you are doing that thing and you um you know like 
he he points out in the email like yeah you know the gay characters are a plot device right um right and so when you are not part of that community and you are uh using that community as a plot device and you know even if even if you set out to do exactly what andrew laid out in the email and and nothing more like pierce's dad wasn't even supposed to be a joke i mean other than the the ivory hair you know it, even if you're like that's not the joke isn't that he's racist this is a moment where we are actually tackling this as a topic that's a tough line to walk and like right. i don't really Agreed. expect community to be the one to do it right yeah i don't think <laughs> I and so think you know i, I think that's choice. i think that's probably why we were like they would they would never do pff, they're just they had a racist guy show up to be funny like you know that's fair. um but yeah i you know i i don't know what their their actual intent was in in writing it but i i think there's uh i think that's a very good uh way to look at it so mm-hmm. yeah thanks and again for as the, always, the email and as always there is an uh you know intent is important but so is impact so you know how how this this episode impacts people is is important too just wanted to throw that out there so with that uh that is the end of our episode complete with a, a whole extra little discussion on the end um but yes, we want to know what you think about that look uh on advanced gay uh we want to know what you think about uh, what what was the, the question the the pod decks question um uh, have, have, have you, you ever, ever had, had a whoa that just happened moment uh yes. let us know about that what EGOT would you like to come on the podcast? Yeah, let us know which EGOT uh, you would want. Uh, Donna in the chat did say uh, it's got to be Richard Lopez. He got awards for both the Book of Mormon and Wonder Pets. And I just got to say, love me some Book of Mormon. The musical, not the book, um, <laughs> of which I do not ascribe. <laughs> well, you, you, you saved that so well. We want to know all these things and more. You can tweet at Good Greendale, or you can find us online at GoodMorningGreendale.com. That's AOL keyword. Good morning, <laughs> Greendale. Um, <laughs> you can you can send us an email uh, there. We have got a contact form, uh, just like Andrew did. If you've got uh, anything you would like to say about the show or about mm. our show, yeah uh that's it and patreon we did do a live episode today this uh we've we've referenced them a lot in this episode we had a live episode for five dollar and up patreon patrons we do that once a month when we are actually keeping on uh on top of it we did miss last month but we're back baby this is our first one of season three live episodes once a month and of course you can find our fan group League of Jeremy's on Facebook put together by uh super fan Laura. Uh so thank you. Uh thank you so much for that. Yeah, I think that's all we've got. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for listening and you know as as opposed to what I usually say, I just I hope I hope we put a smile on your face uh with this episode and and have a good rest of the day or night or whatever time it is. Until next time, I'm Ben and I'm Mike. I I wish wish you luck. luck.